0: Lekut HaSiches, volume 22, the first Sicha for Emor, the title of this article, When Intention is the Action. Our Torah portion states, and I quote, And you shall count for yourselves from the morrow of, and it goes on to say, seven weeks, and it goes on to say until the day after the seventh week, the fiftieth day. Now, there are commentaries that explain this mitzvah of Sfirah to Omer, counting the Omer, we were commanded to tally from the morrow of the holiday of Pesach until the day of the giving of the Torah, to show about ourselves the great desire we have for the honored day, which our hearts yearn like the quote in verse, the quote uh, verse of Job, a slave seeks shade, and always, and that's the verse, and always tallies when will come the yearned time that he goes out to freedom. As the tally shows about a man that all of his deliverance and all of his desire is to reach that time. That's a quote from the book called Seifa HaChinuch in how he explains the deeper concept of the mitzvah of counting the Omer. Now, this more spiritual concept of the counting also manifests itself in law, the laws of Sfirat HaOmer, as it is the reason as to why we do not make for this mitzvah the Shechiyanu blessing, being that it includes a sentiment of suffering of not yet having the Torah as well You do not make the blessing Shechiano when there's suffering involved. Nevertheless, in the times of the Holy Temple, when there were the Omer offering of the second day of Passover and the Shavuot offering at seven weeks later. Hence, the Sfirat HaOmer was a biblical mitzvah. And after the destruction, here there are different opinions of whether it remains a biblical mitzvah, a rabbinic obligation, or but a remembrance of the temple. But nevertheless, we still make a blessing on the counting every day of the 49 days. For, I quote you the Talmud, there should be a counting by each and every person through which we reach, the 50th day being a holiday. So you have the deeper dimension And then, on the other hand, you have the actual mitzvah. So we see that on the one hand, it is a physical mitzvah of verbally counting the omer, while on the other hand, it is a mitzvah of intention, as we just read, to show about ourselves the great desire for the honor day. With this, we can understand why the Rebbe set up that sphere to omer be the closing of the siddur. Now, even though the Alter Rebbe writes that his Sidur is in accordance with the text of the Arizal, and I wanna just just interject here that the Alter Rebbe went through 60 different versions of the Sidur of the Arizal and picked out the perfect cleanest um, uh, liturgy, the text, and the order. Now, nevertheless, being that the Al made his siddha, quote, equal for all people, therefore, first of all, he omitted certain of the Arizal's intentions, and likewise has a specific order to the prayers. Now, the order, simply speaking, is that which is often comes first, that which is not often comes Second, and then within the not often itself, those that happen once a year, holidays, are set according to the Jewish calendar, Hanukkah, Purim, Passover, and Svirta Omer. And nevertheless, even though it's all logical, the Alter Rebbe made sure that his Siddur is in accordance with, first of all, Halakha, Jewish law, and second of all, with the mystical intentions of the Rizal. Hence, the order of the Siddur is not just in accordance with practicality, but also with the content on both the mystical and revealed dimensions of the prayer. Now, we must... Therefore say that the Altareb is choosing Svirata Oma as the closing of his Siddur is because it captures the essence of prayer on both the object of prayer and the worshipper dimensions. Now, I just want to, again, interject. The reason why we would say that if it's the closing, it captures the essence, is because there's a statement in the Talmud that says, acha Acha'achitom, everything follows the closing. Now, in order to understand this, we're gonna need an introduction. Mitzvot are generally divided into two categories. One of them is mitzvahs of action, whether it be the action of putting on tefillin, or the action of speech. For example, reading the Megillah, which the Talmud rules that speech is, quote, quote, small action. And then there's a second category, which is duties of the heart, love God, fear God, in which the main component is the intention and feeling in the thought and heart of the person. So we have the category in which there's the action, and then we have that category in which it's all about the intention and the feeling. Now let's look at prayer and sphera to omer. Prayer, I quote to you from my mandres, is a positive Torah commandment to pray every day as states in the verse in Exodus, you shall serve God your Lord. Now tradition teaches us that this service is prayer, as it states in the verse in Deuteronomy, and serve him with all your heart. And our sages said, which is the service of the heart? This is prayer. So Practically, let's go ahead and read the next law in the laws of prayer from Maimonides. This commandment obligates each person to plead. Now plead means heartfelt intention and pray every day and utter praises, utter is speech, of the Holy One, blessed be He, then petition for all his needs with requests and supplications, and finally give praise and thanks to God for the goodness that He has bestowed upon him, each one according to his own ability. Hence, this mitzvah is unique, this mitzvah of prayer is unique in that, A, even though it is a commandment of action, utter praises, petitions, requests, nevertheless, the action of the mitzvah, serve him with all your heart, is the intention to plead and pray. Now other mitzvah in which the intention is obligatory and without the intention one has not fulfilled the mitzvah, nevertheless by those mitzvah the intention is not the mitzvah, the object and action of the mitzvah, only that the mitzvah demands that there also be intention. By prayer, however, the object, action of the mitzvah is the intention. And for this intention, one needs to prepare himself, as Maimonides also has a law in chapter 4 of the laws of prayer, quote, one should clear his mind from all thoughts and envision himself as standing before the divine presence. Now, with which without, I want to quote another line from Maimonides, the laws of prayer, Any prayer that is not with proper intention is not prayer. Hence, the very object of the mitzvah of prayer is the intention, even though we need to have the action of actually uttering the words. Now let's look at Svirta Omer. Svirta Omer, the counting of the Omer is where the concept of prayer, that the very object of the mitzvah is the intention, openly expresses itself. Why so? Let me share with you a law in the code of Jewish law of the Alter Rebbe concerning Svirta Ome. Quote, if one does not understand the language in which he counts, even if one counts in the holy tongue, if he does not understand, he does not fulfill his obligation. Since he does not understand intention, how many days he counted, he is not considered as having counted. Counted is the object, the action, the actual speech. It doesn't count at all. Hence, we see that there is the body, the action, the object of the mitzvah is to actually utter the counting. However, the very counting is defined by the intention. If one doesn't understand the number he just counted, this is not called counting at all. So we see that by both prayer and sphere to ome, they share this one concept in which the mitzvah is made up that even though there's the action of the mitzvah. Nevertheless, the very object of the mitzvah is the intention, service of the heart, knowing what you counted. Now let's go further. Another similarity between prayer and Sferta Ome, Prayer, being that the object of prayer is the intention of the person, hence it is based upon a transformation within the worshipper. The mitzvah of prayer is primarily the Amida. Which is the 18? Now it's 19 blessing which we ask God for our needs, which demands that the worshipper praying must stand. I quote to you from the Talmud, in tractic Shabbat, as a slave before his master, and I quote to you, envision himself as standing before the divine providence presence, after which he can then plead and pray transforming him into a worshiper. So now we're not talking about just the object of the mitzvah, we're talking about the person, the worshiper, how that too has this uniqueness. Meaning that through the process of prayers, quote, clear his mind from all thoughts, the worshiper changes and ascends to a higher level, creating an absolute newness within the worshiper, the person. Now let's turn to Sfireta Omeh. Sfireta Omeh 2, we find the trans- transformation of the counter. How so? Every day after counting, one recites a beautiful mystical prayer, which says, master of the universe, you have commanded, and it goes on to count Sfireta Omeh in order to purify us from our evil and uncleanness. As you have written in your Torah, And then it goes on and concludes so that the souls of your people Israel may be cleansed from their defilement. So here too we have that in counting of the Omer, it's not just a uniqueness in the object of the mitzvah, but so too in the person performing the mitzvah. Now let's look at yet a third similarity between prayer and Svirta Omer in which Svirta Omer expresses the essence of prayer and hence is the closing of the prayer book of the Alter Rebbe. Prayer has yet another uniqueness. By all other mitzvot, the primary concept of the mitzvah is the action of the mitzvah and for total fulfillment the intent as well, but with which the mitzvah ends from man's, pers- from man's perspective Once the man does the mitzvah, from his perspective, the mitzvah is over. However, with prayer, the primary concept of the mitzvah is that man pleads and prays that God grant him his needs. This is not a side outcome of prayer. Rather, this is the sought-after intention of prayer. It's not about me asking. It's about my asking having God grant me what I'm asking for. Nevertheless, the observance of the mitzvah of prayer is not at all dependent upon the actual fulfillment of his prayer. In other words, the preparatory part of prayer, which is one pleading of God to provide us with our needs, in itself, void of our prayers being answered, is of great importance, emphasizing man's service in itself. Man's service is the asking. Granting is God's job. So here we see the mitzvah is telling us of the importance of man's service in itself without the fulfillment of the sought-after intention of man's service. So to its fear to Omer, The count 49 days is the preparatory part of his desire is to reach that time and to cleanse themselves of the 49 gateways of impurity is all focused on us reaching the 50th day being a holiday when we stood at Mount Sinai. So nevertheless, the very counting of each of the not 49 days in itself void of it leading us to the 50th day, 50th day is the mitzvah and of great importance, again emphasizing man's service in itself. The 50th day is the holiday of God giving us the Torah. The 49 days is man's preparing and getting to Mount Sinai. So it's all about Mount Sinai and yet nevertheless... The 49 days in itself is the mitzvah for which we make a blessing every single day. Again, the same concept of prayer, emphasizing the importance of man's service in itself, even without the fulfillment of the sought-after goal of an intention of why we're doing the service. With this, we can appreciate the difference between the Alter Rebbe Siddur albeit in accordance with the liturgy of the Arizal and the Arizal Siddur. Now, I just want to share that there are so many I mentioned before, 60 different versions. So just that one should know that amongst all the, ver- the versions of the, the Arizal Siddur, there is one by Rab Shapsi Marshkov, which is the most reliable. And so too, there's also another one which is of Kol Yaakov version from Rabbi Yaakov Koppel, student of the Baal Shem Tov. We're going to talk about how it is in Rabbi Shapsi's Arizal Siddur. The Arizal Siddur begins with, I quote to you the name of the opening piece, generality of the correction and elevation of the worlds. That's where the Siddur starts with understanding the deeper mystical concepts of correcting and elevating the worlds. The Alter Rebbe Siddha begins with, I quote, be aware of this, the virtue of arising at midnight. And it's talking about arising at midnight and praying and crying over the destruction of the temple. And the Alter Rebbe goes on to say, therefore one should strengthen himself to arise at midnight on any night that he can and be among the servants of God. Okay, the reason is for this difference that the Al Siddha was intended for outstanding individuals who know the mystical intentions and how to cause supernal unifications. For them, prayer is not only about the service and ascent of man, but rather primarily about the goal of prayer to bring correction and elevation of the world, which is the source of all that prayer draws down into the world, spiritually and physically, healing the sick, blessing the produce, etc., this is why that Rizal Siddur does not culminate with Sfirata haome which is the service and ascent of man, but with the three holidays, which is uh, um, the Passover, Shavuot, and Sukkot of pilgrimage. Now, why? Because three holidays is the fulfillment of correction and elevations of the world. The day becomes holy. Not so the Alter Rebbe Siddha, which is, quote, equal for all people, for which the secret mystical intentions are not openly revealed. Now the emphasis, therefore, of the Alter Rebbe Siddha is more on the service of man, within, one, the object of prayer, and two, the ascent of the worshipper. Hence the Siddur begins with arising at midnight and being of, quote, the servants of God. So, too, it concludes with Ta Ome, which is the service and ascent of man, rather than with the Three Holidays, which is the fulfillment of correction and elevation of the worlds. Hence, from the perspective of the Alter Rebbe Siddur, which is focused on the service of man, and finishes with the counting of the Omer, which that is the expression of the entire essence of prayer. So from this perspective, one may think that the service of one individual Jew alone, and especially so in the preparatory service of counting days, which is all about reaching the 50th day, is not capable of influencing a Correction of the world Hence, Svirta Ome, Which is the culmination and completion of the Siddur Shows us the effect of individual service More than with any other service to God How so? Holidays, even though, quote Israel sanctifies the seasons Nevertheless, holidays are sanctified through the courthouses and not the individual Jew, establishing the new moon, Rosh Chodesh, and from there we count the days to know which day is the holiday, from which the individual Jew's sanctification of the holiday through his prayers on the holiday is but an outcome. So too even with Shabbat, which was sanctified by heaven, from which the individual then goes on to fulfill the word in the verse, to sanctify it, is but an outcome of that which God already sanctified it. However, in the way of Spirita Omer establishes the holiday of Shavuot, it is through the counting of each and every individual Jew. Now I pointed out in a footnote an amazing law. What happens if someone travels and crosses the date line? The, t- the timeline. Hence, let's say he goes from Australia to America. He arrives here, he already counted last night in Australia, let's say the fourth night, but in New York, they're now counting the fourth night, but he already counted, he has to count the fifth night. So amazingly enough, when he reaches his 50th, that becomes his holiday, even though everyone else in New York does not have that day of the holiday. So we see how strong it is that Shavuot is the outcome of every individual Jew doing his counting. So much so, that in various details of the second day of the holiday, Shavuot is stronger than the other holidays, since it is established with a definitiveness of the individual's counting. There is no doubt when the day of holiday should be. Hence, the second day of the holiday is not about our our ancestors not knowing what day is the real day of the new moon. Not so as, and not as with other holidays, which are out of doubt of when the courthouse established the new moon. Now, with this, Svirta Om's power of the individual service creating a holiday, we see the power of prayer. Which, unlike a holy man's blessing, does not only draw down from above that which already exists in its source, but rather the power of prayer is all about Yahirat Son, may it be your will, even though this did not, so to speak, exist within its source. Hence, prayer creates a change, the sick Now, if someone's sick, that's the will of God. Now, prayer changes the will of God that the sick should be healed. It creates something new. While other mitzvot do not, for example, the parchment of tefillin do not change through one donning the tefillin, while the sick man changes to being healed through prayer. And yet another bond, in closing, between prayer and Sphere to Omer is now understood. The Alter Rebbe explains the reason why prayer isn't counted among the 613 mitzvot. Now, I want to point out there's huge arguments amongst the codifiers who count the 613 mitzvot. For example, my mandri says it's a biblical mitzvah. Nachmanides entertains the thought that it's not. It's only a rabbinical ordinance. So the Alter Rebbe is explaining according to the opinion that says it's not. He says, why? It's because prayer is the intention of all Torah and mitzvot and is as the spine upon which all 613 mitzvot stand. Hence, it's not counted as one of the 613, but rather it is the foundation which makes all of the mitzvot possible. Why? Why? Prayer is about drawing the infinite light, which is beyond the finite light of the order of evolution, into the world, to which the Amida blessings, the heal the sick, bless the produce, are then its worldly vessels. So too, Svirta Omer, which is, and I want to quote you again from the Kabbalistic prayer, we say, may abundant bounty thereby be bestowed upon all the world's, Abundant bounding, mystically speaking, means the infinite light, abundant. And we're saying that this should be brought into the worlds. And yet on the other hand, in this very prayer, we say, may it rectify our nefesh, ruach, and neshama from every baseness and defect. That means we're talking about individual worldly vessels for this infinite light. Hence, we find again, both zfirah ta'oma and prayer are not a detailed mitzvah, but ultimately speak about the very foundation of all mitzvot, which is about bringing the infinite into the finite. That's what prayer and Svirata Om is all about, to bring the abundant bounty, the infinite light into physical vessels of the world.